Welcome to the Cosm Brew Show! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cosm Brew Show! It's game six time. Dun, 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 dun. Friday night. Battle of the teams. Battle of the hapless New York Knicks who somehow are still playing. And the Miami <laughs> Heat who are somehow still playing. Uh, Golden State Warriors and Lakers tonight. So we're going to try to blast through this pod and do uh, what we got to do at this time of the year, which is assess and analyze and figure out what the heck's going to happen in a few hours here. And then we'll talk about the Sixers and Celtics. Also a tasty meatball. So uh, before we jump right into just the uh, X's and O's and, you know, what everybody, I guess, probably eh, 75% of them out there just want us to do is like, just tell us the stuff, man. How are you, Kaz? I am doing well. Doing well. You know, um, I'm, uh, I'll take off my analyst hat for a second as a Laker fan. I'm a little bit shocked that this is, the series has turned this way. So I'm kind of playing with uh, house money. Um, other than that, the playoffs, uh, this first round was, was pretty good. And uh, the second round has been, um, I feel like the level of play has gotten a little worse, I think. But, um, you know, still, since there's so much riding, it's, it's still fun to watch and still intense. So, uh, yeah, excited. I did a little proverbial laugh into the podcast, Mike, when you talked about the Lakers, because who'd have thunk it, right? I mean, a couple, three months ago, maybe even two months ago, I don't know. It it just did not seem like they were going to make the playoffs yet. (laughs) They, to your other point, might be playing the best basketball, you know, of the remaining teams, which isn't saying much. Like. I, I I don't know. I, I thought it might be sour grapes or something because like I can't hit a bet or like string together winning bets, you know, to save my life right now. But just nothing nothing makes sense right now. Like t- everybody's playing such bad basketball. It's like just roulette yeah, at this point. It's, it's bad and it's like egregiously trying to do things that you're not capable of doing which is what I think is what makes it even like worse. Like, you know, you'll watch a team and they, you know, they're going to a play and they're, they've scored on the play four possessions in a row and then they'll just leave it. (laughs) Who needs it? You're like, okay. You know that. And, and, And literally for like a quarter and a half, won't go back to it. And it's just, bizarre and and i think that that's what's making it probably so hard for you is that it's not only a team it's one thing if a team's not hitting shots you know it's one team, thing if a team doesn't come out with like effort because sometimes we could even you kind of could call that you know but when you're just like doing things that are just wrong and detrimental to your to your team and you just do them over and over it's it's hard to i'd imagine it'd be hard to gamble and, in that situation and it's the the vets as well yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah. the, the guys that you know you'll hear the drone on and on about how smart this player is right in the broadcast as they're doing the stupidest thing you've seen them do in five years it's it's been that all playoffs yeah. long um i'm tempted to jump right into warriors lakers because i think there's some things going on in that series that thread into what you're talking about but uh sure. let's let's we're gonna we need to get this pod to the masses we're recording here okay. at 1 p.m pacific time on friday games start in a couple hours 
I think the timing's right for breakdown pod because, uh, you know, people are going to want to put in their final bets. They're going to want to tell their coworker who they think is going to win. I guess that's what people who don't bet do. <laughs> and uh, they need the info. So let's get right to it because Knicks and Heat at 4.30 p.m. Knicks now six and a point, or pardon me, uh, Heat now six and a half point favorites. That started about five, five and a half. Um, I don't know if there's anything injury related there that's causing the uh, Sharps in Vegas to pound Miami or if it's just come on already can New York just walk their way out of this series and that's what I thought would happen in the last game and then my take on it was Julius Randle was like okay I'm just gonna fade into the background now and you guys could go win the game now I, I don't know um, I, actually I do know I would rewatch that game because I, I lost a huge bet on it and that's kind of my rule is if I lose a huge bet on it I'm forced to watch it really closely um but you you've got uh, a tom thibodeau team with all of the classic tom thibodeau things going on and then in miami sort of the opposite you know eric spolstra to me is a pretty good tactician and um you know has those guys pr plenty um mentally prepared uh their role players have stepped up i don't think the loss of um Tyler Hero has, has really been impactful in this series. And Jimmy Butler um, doing Butler things until, like, last game. And he looked a little gimpy. But I don't know. What's your take on this series so far? Um, I think that, you know, Miami was um, just better than a playing team. You know, I thought that, they, you know, they should have been a 5 you know, or sex, they just, you know, were pretty inconsistent all year. So um, obviously the Buck series was a huge surprise and there was a lot going on there. But as far as them versus New York, I, I just don't think New York's that good. You know, I, I just think that they're, they're getting what they can get out of this group, but there's no like star really as much as I like Jalen Brunson and I uh, really like Randall the way he, you know, just brings it every night. But this, it can only get you so far. And quite frankly, I just, I mean, Thibodeau is, you know, he's a good coach. But I think, you know, Spolstra is an excellent coach who always gets, you know, he does a bet. He maybe does the best job in the league of putting his players in their best position to succeed. You know, he doesn't say this is the system and I know you suck at rebounding, but we're expecting you to get, you know, nine rebounds a game. You know, it's not he doesn't do that. You know, if he needs that, he goes they are out and they get somebody that can get nine rebounds a game. And so I think that there's really not, you know, I don't see a lot of paths for New York to win two more games. Um, and I think this thing ends tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I, 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 I actually I doubled down. I, you know, figure if I didn't hit it the first time, I'm gonna hit it the second time. Um, giving some picks out here for free. Um, but the, uh, I, I guess I'm a little probably divergent on Julius Randle, and I don't know. I, I think like something weird's going on there. I mean, the the, the stuff in New York, um, or, or pardon me, in uh, Game Four not in New York, uh, where he just looked like he wasn't even, like he didn't care or something. Like he was mad. Like he wasn't mm -hmm. closing out on anybody. You know, there's just several give up plays going on. And then um, 
you know, tempo wise with that offense, I'm always usually like Randall bad, uh, Brunson good, you know, you know, give it to Brunson and get out of the way and, you know, then let maybe Randall get his stuff off other action. And then RJ Barrett is just a weird kind of player to me in general. Um, if he's hitting his three, he looks pretty good. Um, but that's obviously not a strong suit. So pairing him and Randall together has always been weird for me in New York. I think you can only have one player like that, um, you know, sort of ball dominant that's going to muscle through traffic and, you know, not have the outside touch. Though Julius Randall, sometimes that's the best part of his game is the three-point shot. It, it's a weird fit. Um, yeah, it is, but he's not a natural shooter. It's just right. like... You know, everybody in the, you know, the way that the game is played nowadays, you know, everybody feels that it's the most important thing to check up threes and everyone's getting better at it. But Julius Randle is not a natural shooter. So it's just eventually he will go on a, a lull and it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to, it's not like when Clay goes on a bad streak, you know, he's going to hit you with a couple of games in a row of shooting, you know, 60% from the three-point line. Julius Randle is what, you know, a 35% three-point shooter. He'll go on a low, and maybe he'll go on a low of like 15%. Maybe he gets it back up to 30, drops back down to 25, then eventually gets has like one good game. And then, get, you know, it's not, he's not a natural shooter. So, um, and it's funny what it does too when he, it's like when he hits, it's bad. Like it, it's this weird cycle of, Defense is going to give him that, of course. Right. And then, so he starts hitting, and it's like, oh, you know what? I could take a bunch more of these now. Yep. And and the balance of the offense shifts towards this thing that you really don't want him doing, and it's not making anybody better. You know, it's not breaking down the defense per se. You know, yeah. defenders aren't crawling up past the three point line to cover him. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Knicks, and then just some of the offensive stuff with Tom Thibodeau. I swear it's it's been like 10 straight years of watching him in the playoffs doing something offensively. That's uh which by the way, I now pro- pronounce offense offensively as offensively. Cause my dictation software <laughs> will only write offensively if I say offensively. So if I offended anybody with that statement, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if I offended any of you. <laughs> anyway, um, that little aside aside, um, so I think we're both on the heat with this thing. And I don't know that there's anything. Go ahead. I just, yeah. I just want to say like the Knicks, you know, this has been a good year for them. This has been a good year. And I, the problem with the Knicks and New York and that ownership is that even though they haven't won a championship since the seventies, for some reason they feel it's like their birthright. And like, for some reason, this won't be enough for them. <laughs> And they'll be clamoring to make some awful decision in free agency or make some terrible trade. It's just like, hey, you had a good year. Draft to the best of your ability. If something's available in the in the off season as far as free agency, they can actually help do that. And then go again. And and that's how you build. Like you, they'll they'll be like, oh, we we lost in the second round. We should have been in the finals. We better make some huge, some huge moves. Like the huge, and then it's if the huge move isn't there, they'll make a lateral move instead. And it's like, just relax. You're just like every other organization in every sport on the planet. It has to. It's there's building blocks to getting there. So that that's really my only fear of New York is that they're just going to do something stupid, and uh, you know, 
but anyway stupid is as stupid does or something i don't know um new york i mean ownership's obviously the issue there's some push you know in the media that the worldwide west you know angle is is working out and and they're 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 growing up in new york and i don't i mean let's i guess what i would like to see them do is move one of those guys barrett or um randall and right then then they go from there for something that makes sense yeah just just, you know some, like, just like an just, even deal maybe even lose a little on it i mean some, some, that's okay you can lose on a deal a little you bit because it, 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 it's gonna open things will open up more they just you're, you're right about just them you can't really have to bear it and randall kind of playing that not for a tom thibodeau team <laughs> if it was some other coach who was super imaginative on offense but I mean, he just like these games where you just see them continuously go to the well on stuff that's just not going to work. Um, you know, those two guys got drive left, drive right, and in both cases kind of shoot because the defense is, has sagged off. Um, but it's never really all that strategic. And uh, yeah, anyway, enough bagging on the Knicks. Miami, um, you know, they're plus 2,000 to win it all. 20, uh, one buck wins you 20 there. And. <laughs> I went big just last night in my betting journal because I I hadn't really put too much on the heat, but you know, they're going to advance here. I mean, yeah, that's, we don't know that for sure, but it's as good of a bet as you get at this time of year for teams that are so-called evenly matched. And then um, getting, I don't care which team it is, Boston or Philly, Miami's got a puncher's chance against them. And then if you look at the West, same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so it's kind of crazy that they're twenty to one out there, and um, Jimmy Butler is just I don't know. We do, should we do like a moment of appreciation for the guy? Sure. I, it's just great to watch somebody play super smart basketball. Yeah, team guy plays hard. I mean, you it, could kind of go on and on. Yeah, it's a kind of a testament to just like consistency you know like he plays within himself you know all the things that you you want you know the defense and the effort that's always there but offensively you know when he's struggling he doesn't chuck up a bunch of threes he gets it you know he goes to one of his bread and butter spots or when the team is struggling you know you know he goes to one of his bread and butter spots and and does his work there to get himself going or get to the line and it's just like just it's really nice seeing somebody that's that good actually thinking about the game that they're playing <laughs> you know, like actually like you know he's kind of that anti-pool you know just like he actually thought about the move that he just made in in, in connection to the, the moves i don't know that he made why you had to, had to do that comparison because my brain's just like wow we got it. <laughs> Pool on well, one side, most, Jimmy Butler on the other. He's the most egregious. You make the call. You know, he's the most egregious anti that, you know, like. What's also cool about Jimmy Butler is like, I feel like there's a lot more to know about his story. Um, and I don't know any of it, really. I mean, somebody said something online, a reporter, I can't remember who it was. And they're like, he comes from a small town in Texas. And mm-hmm. I think I've heard he likes country music. And he's a big country music guy. And then he's kind of sort of in commercials. And that new commercial is 
pretty low-key funny and i mean funny in the like kind of the muted ha-ha way which what's that i think i it's saw the, what's he selling the ultra well he's in all the ultra michelob ultra good yes, good yes, beer yes, to yes, take yes, to yes. a golf course folks a michelob <laughs> ultra or three or five and and i can't do that anymore but like that's a great beer for a golf course um only something like 15 carbs you know whatever anyway okay. Um, yeah, Michelob Ultra, and I don't know who the basketball player is, um, the gal that he's yeah. passing back and forth with, uh, but it's just really smartly done. And so anyway, his, like, like I kind of think, what if it was LeBron, you know, and with LeBron, it would be like all about his life story and this massive narrative arc created by many large corporations. And um, with Jimmy... You know, he's out there, but he's not really out there. I mean, they have to practically say his name in the ad so people know who he is. <laughs> and, you know, this is a guy who's playing the game the right way, and he could legitimately take his team to the finals again, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and and maybe be the best player on the court. You just don't know. And, and he's kind of still just a hidden, under-the-radar kind of guy, but you wouldn't even really guess that that would be the case with the way he talks and he plays on the court. You know, he, yep. he is him, as everybody likes to say now. <laughs> Don't know who came up with that, but everybody yeah. says it now. Um, yeah. So uh, um, hat tip Jimmy Butler and um, Bam Adebayo is playing well. Um, Bam is playing very well. They and need to keep always, that going. Uh, and, and that's another reason I'm confident in the heat against Joel Embiid. Or if you yeah. want to go to the Boston Bigs or Anthony Davis, you know, down the line. Uh, Nikola yeah. Jokic, you know, they, they got a guy. That, yeah. that, that you're not dead on arrival here. Yeah. So uh, very good uh, for Miami. Now let's get to the big one. This this Warriors Lakers series has been so much fun to watch. Um, even during the frustrating Golden State Warriors piece or times when they play like they've forgot how to play basketball. Um, the the loss in uh, what was it Game Four? There were such egregious shots that were being yeah. taken. And some really bad misses on some easy gimmies. Um, that, that that reminded me about like um, that really reminded me of Game Seven against Cleveland. They looked rattled. Yeah, it was, wasn't like they were just playing poorly. They were playing out of character, desperate, scared, and not really not really knowing what they were doing. It was that was that was a really bad. <laughs> fourth quarter <laughs> and, and it was weird too because it, it felt like they had kind of figured out the Anthony Davis thing and I and, and so I have um, I don't know uh, I took the Warriors for the, the win tonight or, or probably plus the two and a half it's up to plus three uh, the Andrew Wiggins rib injury is probably spooking um, betters I see one line just jumped up to Lakers minus three and a half so who knows maybe that's where it will settle uh, maybe people know that Andrew Wiggins is pretty hurt. Um, I, I would probably have brought my bet back a little bit if I had known at the time that Andrew Wiggins was dealing with that, but that news got released 30 minutes after I made my bet. Womp, womp. Um, what can you do? Um, but that said, like, so I think playing small, first of all, you know, I'm a great Gary Payton aficionado. Always have been, always will be. Um, bringing him into the starting lineup I, I was just like pro that and then to see it work out because they're basically saying, all right, Anthony Davis, we got to get you away from the hoop. That's a smart thing. And also you can't really cover this far out. Also a smart thing for a guy that really has looked great around the rim 
with the instinctual blocks and you know recoveries and and sort of owning the paint i don't know if you agree on all that or not but the uh yeah it, it, it just like they it's so they figured it out in that game but then they went to the crazy shots that that are just kind of classic bad golden state but um it, I, I think you nailed it they were absolutely rattled they were absolutely scared that they couldn't get a better shot and that's why they took those damn shots yeah um, it, it's i think i don't know if that was the game or i remember his last game i thought was pretty interesting with and, and stan van gundy is definitely going to be smarter about basketball than I'll ever be, but he kept harping on the fact that Anthony Davis hadn't had a block in that game. But like, no one was shooting down there. Like he, he has completely dominated the. I mean, there's been like drive after drive where Steph Curry has went in there and shots that he normally wouldn't even hesitate to to take. That he is just continuing to put the ball on the floor and kind of exit the key. So um, the fact that he didn't have a block didn't matter that the job was still being done <laughs> you know it doesn't doesn't block blocks i think are giving way too much um value over a change shot or a shot that isn't taken i love watching coaches because like or coaches do analysis in real time because it one highlights how tough it is to do analysis in real time like right. when i'm watching a game and and i don't know how many other analysts out there do this but like i go by a rule like if i don't know it for sure i'm not going to just right. say it you know, right. and so I use the rewind button all game long. So <laughs> it's unfair, but like well, I want to get it right, and I want it to be in real time because well, we're going to talk about a play 15 minutes ago. Nobody even remembers it, you know. So right. um, to watch the game live, and I also think that being on the court in those close seats, while it's nice on certain things, I like the comfort of my home. You know, sure. like, like there's not some announcer screaming into my ear. You know, and, you know, drones dropping things on my head, you know, giveaways and things like that. Like, it's very comfortable and easy to watch a game at home and, and get the camera angles and, and assess and all that. They, they, you know, they miss it all the time in real time. It's hard to catch things in right. real time. And uh, to get to see them getting it wrong kind of makes me giggle a little bit. Um, as far as this game goes, I, I think like, OK, I think. And I'm, I'm kind of just like praying as I'm saying this because I've got the Warriors here. I think they figured it out. I think that they're going to continue to go at Anthony Davis. And I wonder what um, the Lakers have as a counter to this con- to this idea. Because if they go at Anthony Davis all game long and really go at him, like, you know, put him in that pick and roll. And I, I know they started switching it toward the end of the game. And I don't know if that's going to work for uh, Los Angeles, but like, you get him in foul trouble, you get him struggling, you get him pissed off that he keeps getting beat. I think that's the way to beat the Lakers right there. And it feels like they figured it out. So do you think they got any counters, the Lakers? Do you think that that's actually the way this goes? I know at home the role player is going to be super good for Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't know that they figured it out. I thought they played – I mean, I think they did a little bit. Like, I think like I think that Darvin Ham and, and their staff is just coach circles around the worst absolutely coached circles around them like that that they could have went they could have went to this pick and roll thing mm, yeah you know, that was obviously in like that was obvious game one especially in game three that they really didn't have and even last game it wasn't like they hammered him with it well you know what you know what golden state <laughs> did that they thought was so clever was jamichael green 
Yeah, and that was a disaster. He, it, he was useless out there. It, it, well, it was smart for about one, like, half. You know, it, like, kind of threw them off for one half, I thought. Yeah, and, and those kind of things is like... There's a difference between strategizing for a certain skill set. You also have to take into account the player. I mean, Jermichael Green just, like... Dead on arrival? Like the, yeah, if you missed the first two, it was like, obviously, like, this this, this ain't going to go as you thought it was, you know? Like, you better have a backup plan. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't I don't know. I really just think that I, I was really... Well, it was like they thought the, the, the... Sorry to cut you off. It was like they thought that, like, Anthony Davis was going to play in the drop against Looney, and they're like... Well, we just can't have that. Like, so what are we going to do? Oh, we'll put a, a shooter out there instead. Yeah. And and so it was like simplistic. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know that they figured out. I really think that this is more, I mean, the, the, the Warriors have been bad, right? Their role players have been really, really bad. Um, GP3 is, uh, Gary Payton's been good. Um, Clay's been a true, and he's not a role player, which is a big deal. Uh, but Clay has Whoa. been pretty bad. Um, I don't know why. I know that they said he was sick, but I'm sorry. Like, I've never seen a dude that was getting like 20 boards a game get minutes drop like that. Like in today's day and age, with IV treatments and all the things in the world, like and to yank him out of the starting lineup, I, I've never. And that's again this you know, about Kerr. I've never heard or seen like he takes up so much space. He I mean, he he definitely occupies. When 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 uh, the, I mean, the thinking is okay. Get get a shooter out there, and Anthony Davis has a move away from the hoop but it's not like it takes him 15 years to get down there to get the rebound i mean but with looney i think having to occupy him on the boards makes him ever so slightly late on some of the contests and i just didn't understand it i, I, I really I'm, just didn't I'm, understand I'm, it I'm at pro, all i'm pro looney um and, and i'm i'm i don't like the idea of, i like the idea that the lakers are going to let gary payton set a pick and roll screen or, 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 you know, do the pick and roll with Steph Curry against Anthony Davis. And that to me is just beautiful. I, I love that. But I also like the idea of having Looney on the floor as much as his body can handle. Um, yes. It just, it, it, he does so much and it fits so well. Um, it's a little bit tough. I think if you're golden state to say, all right, we're going to take Looney and, Dre and give them their full boat of minutes and go up against Anthony Davis and LeBron and know that you're losing that matchup at the end of the day. That bucket of total minutes is a loss. And now you got to look down the line and be like, are we going to match up and beat the rest of this team? And the one thing about Peyton that's nice is it takes D'Angelo Russell kind of almost out of the game. Um, well, I mean, he's had some. I, I thought. I mean, the last game wasn't, but certainly game. Uh, I don't know if it was three or four. I mean, I, he kind of cooked Peyton. I actually was a little bit surprised. I think it was game three, and Peyton really. Not only I was really surprised, like he didn't really hesitate to go at Peyton, which was the first shocker. But then he actually had a really good percentage against him. Um, I know he played him. He played him a lot better. Um, last game, that kind of took him out of the game, but I don't think that that's necessarily... I think he's so herky-jerky, and um, he's not settling for 
threes and he's not really starting his moves outside the three-point lane, I think that Peyton's timing well. is a little off. I, I'm, his I'm timing usually, is a little off on him. I'm usually pretty anti-D'Angelo Russell in most things. So, uh, so but, but he, and That's why the Lakers, like, I asked this question on Twitter. I was like, is anybody playing well? And then I kind of answered in my own head. I was like, the Lakers are. Um, because the, the, the balance on the floor is smart and the guys like R- Russell are staying within themselves and you got Dennis Schroeder staying with themselves and Austin Reeves playing his mind out. Um, Reeves is, is this hilarious, like found money situation for the Lakers. And I, I mean, how could you couldn't ask for anything more out of the guy? I mean, he's going out there in huge moments and taking 27 foot threes and making most of them. And, you know, kind of playing all of the different little things in the game pretty damn well. Um, not perfect, but pretty damn well. Uh, Rui Hachimura, I think, gives them a lot of size and, and you know, makes them the, the more athletic team. Um, yeah. it's, I, I, I get it that they're trying to go away from Looney to kind of get away from this. It's almost like you, you feel like you're in a losing hand situation because the Lakers are going to beat you with those two bigs. And then you go down roster and I mean, Jordan Poole just flat out sucks. Like, I mean, <laughs> and, and he sucks so bad. He's in the Jason Tatum t- category of last night. When you miss that many shots or you play that poorly, the bounce back is coming. It could come tonight. You know, like you can't be that bad forever. And that's where Jordan yeah. Poole has lived. Is that yeah, bad? The- I think you know the offense. I thought the I thought the game. I think that long shot. I thought that he took a lot of um, unnecessary uh, stuff for that. That, That's a shot. The the bottom line is that is a shot that the Warriors have empowered Poole to take. Sure. And so to to be mad that he took it at that time, I think is pretty ridiculous. Could he have gotten a better shot? Sure. Yeah, but they've 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 lived and said that that's okay. There's been no when he takes that shot at any time in the year, at any situation, there's never a repercussion for it. So why would he not take? Why would he ever think twice about taking that shot? You know, and so I thought that was a little unfair. I think, um, but I think when you if you isolate him, I mean, he gives no effort on defense whatsoever. No. He doesn't. He doesn't no. really. I saw a highlight reel floating around the other day that made me throw up. Yeah, and he doesn't really like, and on offense, especially now that he's struggling, I mean, he's just a flop machine. He's not even considering trying to make the bucket. I mean, he's beating people and cocking his head back, trying to trying to get a call because he's like afraid he's going to miss the layup. And it's 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 really startling. And, and they're think about to... that for a second. What it says about him, like you got to know, you're Jordan Poole. You're not Steph Curry. You're not whoever. You know, the refs are not going to give you crap. Right. You know, you're not. So why are you even thinking like that? Right. Yeah. There's just no knowledge of the game there at all. Yep. I, I wonder if he's, you know, a little slow upstairs. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's that's mean. But I there's a lot of that stuff kind of, you know, kind of bubbling to the surface here where you're like, are you all there, man? Like, I don't know. Um, Wiggins has been a little inconsistent this series. Yeah. Yeah. Good I lately. I, yeah. He was good. The last guy, I think he, I think for him, we'll see what the ribs do to him. But I think the key for him is this. He's just got to play. He just got to play hard. He's got to just run hard. I think, and I think that I'm really surprised that, um, 
you know, the time for um, Kaminga, because I think that will also help with Anthony Davis is like people are, it seems like today's NBA with all their stats and analyzing and this and that, they, they seem to forget the value of just running hard. You know, just having a fresh body for Anthony Davis to chase down the floor a couple of times, they're, they're negating the value of that down the road. You know, like throw it. If you're, what's the, what's, what's it, how much can, can Kaminga, and he played really well toward the end of the season. What is the point of not throwing him out there for four minutes a half when Davis is out there just to have Davis sprint after somebody? I, I don't get it. I just I don't understand. Well, and then you waited too long. I mean, now you want to drop him in a game six elimination but, game in L.A. Yeah, exactly. Now you're now you're in this situation. I mean, you got to think kind of proactively in the first round. You know, let's do this. Second round, let's do this. You know, game and one, game two. You and know, especially after ga- game one. Like I know, like and then he, Davis is you know the king of inconsistency. But that was the. I mean, that was there was never a more obvious like take away from a game one that you if this guy is engaged you are not going to be able to cover him period point there's there's no, if he's in, if he's engaged there's literally nothing that the warriors can do that was as clear as day in game one so the idea that you wouldn't try to attack him some other way is, is part of why i'm like you know so disappointed in you know you know steve kerr's uh you know coaching in this one you know but you know, I'm not going to say they know things that I don't know. They're in practices, they're in walkthroughs, but I mean, I yeah. Don't, speaking I, I don't of, of Anthony Davis and fatigue and all of that, um, you know, I don't think anybody gave the idea that he would miss this game much credibility. He's probable he's going to play. Right. Um, there's no real talk about this, um, but as he was leaving the arena, reporters that are here in Sacramento that scoot on over to San Francisco when the uh, Kings get knocked out. Not even trying to imply anything there, just saying how it goes. You know, there's another team in town to cover. They're sitting there saying, hey, as he's leaving the arena, they're not letting any camera lights on his eyes. Um, could, could have yeah. been just precautionary, sure. But, I mean, he, he got hit. I didn't actually – I still have to re-review the fourth, game, the fourth quarter of the last game. Um, yeah. I have not had a chance. I was watching that game with a toddler on my neck, literally. Um, and so I didn't really get to see the elbow to the head. Um, yeah, it looked, I was, like, I was told it wasn't like much. Yeah. Yeah. It, but yeah, everyone's the, the concussions. I mean, everything, some of them just don't look like head injuries are weird that way. Um, you know, it, it doesn't look like much. It really doesn't, but, um, you just never know, right? You never know. I mean, it, I mean, it seems like a concussion. His reaction to it seemed like a concussion. If they don't want lights on him. I mean, I, I mean, this is a clear, you know, the the concussion protocols are not all that great. Oh, dude! If, 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 if you want, Draymond got walloped when he his oh head slammed. I, I thought yes. his I thought his head was going to be scrambled yes. for a long time. I mean, yes. I have I have hit like that a couple times. Yeah, and look at how I turned out. I love making that if joke. You, if you want to cheat the concussion system, it's not very difficult. Well, the Warriors are like they just. I, do they even care anymore? Like, I mean, what was it two years ago with Clay? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's oh, like yeah. blood what? coming out of his ears <laughs> and nose. <laughs> now nah, he's fine. This is the fifties. All of a sudden, put him not, back out know, there. And it's not as it's not as big because I believe the real problem. 
more damage is done when you get hit in the head again while you have it. So it doesn't have like basketball doesn't present the exact same problems as football does, but it ain't great. I mean, you you really don't want to be doing things that are important while you have. It, it kind of felt like after his head hit the ground that like any decision maker involved with process like who's gonna talk to Draymond and tell him that he can't go back on the floor, and then the refs are like, I don't want to talk to that guy. Yeah. If he wants to go out there and screw his brain up, by all means. Maybe it'll do something and make him nicer to us. I don't want to, I'm not going to talk to him. Leave him out there. Draymond was such a gentleman in the second half of that game. He might start treating us with the same respect that you would give a, you know, skinhead or something. And actually about Draymond, I mean, talk about showing up and playing. He he yeah. hit all the right notes, and it was a classic good Draymond Grant. I know that's been on talk radio forever uh, the last couple of days, so it's not really a huge point here. But, like, I mean, there's something to it when he can get just that edge, and it's not going to work on LeBron. It might work on AD a little bit, but probably not. Um, you know, but, like, down chain, like the Dennis Schroeder's, I mean, Schroeder, like, hit him with a foul at one point, or, or and Dre beat him. I forget the exact uh, situation, but, like, he turned, and he just screamed at him, and it was like, yeah, you know, I, I had to take at least a little bit of oomph out of Schroeder, just a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, because, like, I mean, you got to stand up to it, and it's easier said than done, and when you're losing and things aren't going well for you, and, that, I mean, this was in Golden State. The crowd's going wild. Um, it, it, I don't know. People, I think, just assume that all of these NBA players can just handle anything at any time. And as we see time and time again, you know, people get puckered up, you know. And, yeah. and, and Draymond Green is going to be the guy that makes that happen to yeah, I, the guys down chain. Yeah, and I thought, I thought also what was important is, like, offensively, like, I, I don't under there, there are points in games where like he gets the ball and he doesn't even look at the rim mm. and as a coach like everybody's got to be a viable threat you know and, and you have to sometimes missing a good shot in the flow of your offense is better than not taking a shot and maybe getting it to someone better that is going to take a tougher shot you know like it's one. I mean, if if Steph or Claire having one of those nuclear games, I get it, but like they haven't had that. And there's times where he's getting the ball and he's like got his back to the, to the hoop, and at no point it's not like a, it's one thing if you, you say, oh, well, he's just setting up the the fake dribble handoff and then he's going to spin and go. Okay, well if that move never comes, and obviously that wasn't the plan. He just didn't feel like he just didn't have confidence and he wasn't going to look at the rim. So I think I thought his aggression taking the ball to the hole was a big, big deal. It really kind of kept everybody else, all the Lakers kind of had to honor that, you know. And they did what kind of like, I mean, this is probably also an overplayed point that people have heard a whole bunch of, but like being there before having that experience, Draymond knew this wasn't a game he couldn't take those shots. Right. He he, he went in and he was like, I got to do it because we're done if we don't. Right. And so I guess that just means that the team's not going to fall apart, you know? And and maybe yeah. they take a bunch of, like the, for for me, it's like, are they going to take smart shots? If, if the Warriors are going to take smart shots, I really like them to win this series. Um, I know that the odds aren't 
great to win two games in a row. Um, you know, it's it's a steep climb. It really yeah. is. But I, I mean, if, if they're going to take good shots, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I had the Warriors in five. That obviously changed um, when they Lakers won game one and how they won it. I just the Anthony Davis thing is the key. I thought, I think when he's the best player, the Warriors can't beat him. And what are the chances of him being the best player after a concussion when he just has a history of just taking games off, you know, and the Warriors are good enough. Looney and Dre are good enough that he can't like easily have good games. Like all of his, his good games have been really, his shots have been really good, tough shots, you know? So, He's not if he is feeling woozy and not all there, he's not going to put those great moves together. I think they could get away with it if Le- if LeBron goes to the block and is aggressive on the block as long as Davis can be available defensively. But like if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm pulling out all the tricks of the trade. And that means if I got to throw Tr- Tristan Thompson out there for, you know, 3 or 4 minutes, I'm going to do that. You know, maybe he has to go to, uh, what's, what's his name even suiting up now? Uh, I don't even think Bamba's on the roster. But, they, they you know, they're they they they're going to have to figure out a way. I mean, Davis is likely not going to – he's not going to be able to play one of those 40-minute games. You know, he's it's going to be a that lot That was a less. thought I had was with the workload that these guys have been putting on uh, just to get to this point. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, who's going to handle that better? You're, you're right about like 39 minutes for LeBron James in the last one. But by the way, I, I just got a shout out. This might be my favorite LeBron James uh, playoff performance out of them all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like the control he's played with. Yeah. The shot selection hasn't been bad. Um, you know, defensively, he's he's doing, I think, is uh, there's obviously lim- limitations there, but he's doing just you know, really well on that end. Lots of big plays, um, lots of key shots. Just, I, I think his knowledge of the Warriors is pretty funny. Like, I don't know if anybody's played that core as many times as him Mm -mm. and and all those games have been important. So he really, he does really know them inside and out. And that was what was funny about that game one he with with Wiggins not being aggressive he was basically just he was pulling a Draymond Green he was just sitting there calling out everything (laughs) Davis on one side of the block like kind of roaming and he was kind of sitting like right outside the paint telling everybody where to go (laughs) on like every possession and since Wiggins never got aggressive there was no reason for LeBron James to stop doing it it was really it was quite impressive (laughs) but um that, yeah. that, that is also my question, and we got to spin into these other series and, and basically get out of here. Um, what's the other move that Darvin Ham has, you know, to be the next move? Because the Warriors have essentially put their chips in the middle. I think. Um, I don't think they got other moves. Um, I don't. I don't know that they outside of trying to get a couple of minutes rest, extra rest for um, Davis. I don't really know that there is. I just think everyone's got to play well. I mean, and I think, you know, I would look for it like if someone's playing well, instead of 
the I mean LeBron I think LeBron they'll, they'll if they think they can win the game they're gonna throw 40 minutes at LeBron um and I don't think I, I think that's a little overstated his uh, some of the some of the people talk about he they haven't played I don't think LeBron's played you know 70 games yet this year you know like, uh, yeah I'm not so worried know. about I'm more worried about but, Davis like, yeah Davis worries me but I think if you see like a guy like if if Reeves or Russell really get it going, I could ex- I would expect them to get a lot of minutes and try to get Davis off the court in those times, you know. Um, but it's going to take a real Herculean performance from LeBron and a lead. Gotta, he and a lead, and he's got to dominate. He's got to he's got to make the Warriors double him. Like he's got to consistent in which. No one's really had to do this whole year, and he's going to have to find a way to. And that's why I think he has to go in the block. Like they have to, they have to absolutely. He's got to get doubled. Because no. I don't think Davis going to be able to do it. So I don't know if the Warriors will do it. I don't think. Th- I think they're content to let James, you know, become that guy if it means shutting off everybody else. But I might be wrong on that. Um, and he's had his when he gets that. You know, when he can get just like one dribble and and two steps to the hoop. Um, he's just, you know, nobody's really challenged him. That would be my, if I'm Darvin Ham, I would be trying to get him the ball underneath the three point line with a little bit of space and one or two dribbles and then see what it does to split it open. Uh, what do you say? Let's, uh, if you want, while I'm going to, um, switch screens here, if you got any last thoughts on that series, I'm going to switch over to, uh, Philly here. Philly, switch, Boston, um, switch, switch our topic here. <laughs> that Sagui will go down in history. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, because we got we got at least touch on this the Philly and um, Boston series. Yeah. I mean, Ugh, the so uh, weird. Y- well, Boston. I guess um, I mean Windhorse went on on after the game and. You know, I've met Windhorse and I've talked with him and, and I've seen him in reporter scrums and the um, so it's like I can kind of read him a little bit when he has agenda items that he needs to put forth. There's a focus that he brings to the table when it's something that's like a kind of throwaway story that, you know, he's just kind of like you can almost see he's like not even thinking and he's just rattling it off. And I'm like, oh, that might be a thing. You know, that actually might be real intel that's, you know, kind of just not agenda driven. And he was just talking about how the Boston um, players were really happy to have Robert Williams back in the starting lineup and that it was an Ime Odoka lineup. And uh, that Joe Missoula might be, you know, pushing for one thing and the team wants another. And I just, the way you delivered it, I was like, that might be a thing, actually. Um, (laughs) You know, there's a lot going on for Boston and a, a lot of it to me comes down to, um, you know, who, who was talking about this? Like Eddie Johnson on NBA radio was like, they need a point guard bad, you know, yeah. their yeah. shot selection is trash. Yeah. They, yeah. A point their flow guard, is trash. Yeah. They need a point guard or a true motion, you know, player movement strict motion, you know, not the all of the triangle type of offense where the ball dictate where the ball goes dictates where your next move is because they, it, it, you're always going to be susceptible to being beat if your if your offense is just you go I go if I feel like taking this I'm going to take it That's And so just, three point driven like Yes. Like it's just so bad to watch. 
Yeah. It's so bad. I mean, you can't just have one guy dribble across the court, pound the ball for, for 20 seconds, never pass it, never move below the three-point line, and just chuck up a contested three. That cannot be. And I just want to say <laughs> this on the show. I know we can't really get into it because we don't have time, but like, I'm still not sure why everybody just gives Jason Tatum the, the best player and like MVP status when Jalen Brown's standing right there. And I, I just don't get this. Um, I mean, like, if you, and if I got you, problems if, with Brown. But if you believe that Jason Tatum is better than Jalen Brown, you're not crazy. But in every big game, who's been more? Who who, who are you going to put your house on in a big game? It would be Jalen Brown, and like, it's not I even, even know, It's not even a question. It's not even, it's not even a question. He continued. Tatum, you know, he had that last, nice last five minutes. Great, but other than that, continuously for the past three years, when when you need him, he has drastically underperformed drastically a lot of his moves aren't playoff moves like a lot of that's i mean it is what it is yeah 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 really i mean and that's where like and if you look at miami advancing and if they get boston you know miami's already done this before you know right beating them and some of the personnel is different but it's because a lot of those moves just ain't that scary in the playoffs when you can clutch and grab and you know everything's tougher um I with Philly and Philly is hilarious because it's like everything we've ever talked about. You know, Joel Embiid doesn't touch the ball for the last four minutes. Um, he talked about it after the game. I guarantee he's touching the ball in this game. Yeah, um, I, I thought that was a little bit of a bush league move on his part. Like, I also oh, he should have kept see, that in house. Yeah, yeah, and I also didn't see him like flashing to block. get the ball. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that's always going to be a risk when you're just another perimeter player mm-hmm. regardless if you're the mvp or not and and that's to me the the big thing like when when you just decide you're good when you're seven foot and you're the biggest guy on the court and you decide that you want to be a predominantly per- perimeter player then that's you're gonna happen marcus smart and jalen brown and all these really good small defenders <laughs> you know might be hard to get you the ball you know? and there's a guy named james harden on the floor you know, like he's yeah. just going to do what he's going to do and you're yeah. going to have to play through it, Philly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, uh, it, they're not afraid of him. Any no. possession that is his possession is generally a win, even if he's kind of doing well, you know, it's going to eventually end. Right. Um, the, the fact that Boston was in that game was amazing to me. They played so poorly. Like, yeah. And, and Philly actually played pretty well for a lot of that game, a lot of role players playing well, and the score just didn't reflect it. <laughs> the early lead killed, you know, things, you know, gave the cushion that, that Boston needed right. um, to stay in it. Uh, and now they've got the nightmare scenario of you lose at home and now you got to go into Boston. Now, I mean, Boston just barfed up at home. Boston's barfed up in like five different spots, these yeah. playoffs. I, I, yeah. I'm betting them. I just I I think Philly has a lot of like kind of dead team stank like Doc could be gone you know if this thing goes down he does very much seem like a lame duck uh, coach right now James Harden I mean yeah he's probably got a fan in uh, fan of the show Daryl Morey but yeah but if but he, I mean like how how much of a fan does he have is my question yeah and and when does and quite honestly when does when does Philly tire of James Moore of, of Maury? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, I, he, he's up there for, um, 
things that make you go hmm award. I mean, the guy's never done anything, and and he's he did so, listen to me on D'Anthony Melton, so yeah. that's. I mean, I, I'm going to give him that. As, as far as accomplishments, he's never. You know, there's the, he's given this reverence that he just hasn't earned. So. I don't know. I mean, there's at some point this thing's got to end. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know that if they lose, I don't know that Doc makes it back. Um, well, and why this matters to me in this bet spot, not that it's all about betting, but like it, the, the game seven on the road, you know, if there's fissures in the team, you know, if James Harden doesn't feel liked and respected, you know, yeah. and then things start going bad and finger pointing starts happening. Eh, you know, that's that's how you get split open and that's how, you know, things get bad. And then you, you could see like a 20, 30 point win. Or if you're like Denver and Phoenix, you know, you could be the home team that gets split open two years in a row. Christmas. Um, Devin Booker didn't do media again today. That's interesting. Um, no, it's not. You know what? Like, I'd really, really like to like him. But he's he's a great player, skilled, but he's a bit of show. You know, he, he's not, you know, he's always getting in people's faces. He's, you know, and all that stuff. But when it when it comes down to it, you know, he's this is really showing his leadership. I mean, you, you don't you don't go up there two days I, in a row. I mean, like he what, had me sold it? a little bit, man. I was I was I was buying in. But, yeah. but the Kardashian curse is undefeated. Is defeated? I don't know if he's even still seeing her. It doesn't matter. Once you go down that, once you go down the realm, it doesn't matter. I mean, once we're talking you, stats here, right? Like the, the yeah. odds are impenetrable. Bro, we're talking about across different sports. It's not just basketball. He's they've torn up baseball dudes, uh, football. Like Man, they got Chris Humphreys. They got Chris Humphreys. That should. He was having a Hall of Fame career until he got mixed up with them. He, he uh, got on a knee and proposed in like a dental office. Man, that made no, that, that was the that was the low point for the Kardashians, by the way. They had to dip, so. they had to dip down for Chris Humphreys. <laughs> it, it, like he was proposing, no joke, in a like like a small like the you know the office, the show, the office. Like yeah. it looked like it was the the that little like uh, lobby area. <laughs> of the office that was a great moment uh, in television history um i i mean so phoenix bye bye we both thought that was going to be the case i um you know I'm, I'm i got that new owners you know hilarious and and the fact that he even got like involved in the action was just oh, just give me a like, what a douche and he, just pl- a I, he played the game i i mean I, this is old news he played the game he should understand yeah. certain elements of these things. Um, yeah, I'm glad he came out pretty quickly and said that, um, you know, he shouldn't be suspended. But what are you doing, dude? Get the heck out Man, of there. What is the league doing? How do they call that tech on, on uh, Jokic? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, it's ridiculous. And Jokic yeah. handled it well. Like, he had he good, 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 um, good vibes. And really, I, I, you know, I was just looking at that Jock Landale matchup and thinking this is the way that Denver can lose this thing because the guy is fast enough to kind of take away passing lanes. And if you're not going to put him on the block and foul him out, you know, if you're Jokic and you just gave the Phoenix Suns a gift and then Aiton wasn't going to play. But that to me was the, the killer. As bad as Aiton kind of was, um, Biombo and, and Landale wasn't going to cut it. Like, I mean, yeah. now you're defending just like two on five and... and- yeah, and he was, I mean, Jokic right now, I mean, he's at the peak of his powers. I mean, he is like, 
he's just and, and that's what i want to close him. on here is what are you thinking now i mean obviously we got a couple series in flux here but like where are you going with your big like over top level prediction like where do you think this playoffs heads and and, and you got a winner in mind right now i don't see to me the best team looks like denver and and i and you know what i what i noticed a, a couple of games ago is jokic if you're not having a good game he gets you even easier shots like he gets doubled and then he throws it to you and you miss a couple but then you watch like a couple possessions later he will like seek out a layup for you to get you going he will seek out an easier shot for you and that's hard to do <laughs> that's really i mean you're in your system you're playing you get a guy an open shot what more do you want me to do he goes you know what i can get you an even more open shot it, 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 the mental control of the game is, is just so astounding because like he understands that if you don't get that guy going you're just yep. you know just effed you're just effed. see yeah. i'm not even swearing on this podcast he's just effed like yeah. You, and and most players don't understand that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really it's there's just, something I mean, about the, the the way that the game is taught overseas. Yeah, that is, I don't know if it's just like an unselfishness aspect that's been taught, or if there's like a soccer influence that you know there's just like this teamwork element of, yeah. of the style of play. I maybe that's all too simplistic but man and I th well no because you you look i mean you just threw up a he understand i mean when you throw up a 53 piece and you lose <laughs> clearly you alone ain't gonna get it done mm. <laughs> you know that's that's clear as like he put up 53 points and they lost you know so him having a great game on his own doesn't mean squat so you know, and Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon, that guy. I mean, I've been, you know, critical of him his entire career, um, the way that he was used, the expectations and the style of play. He goes into the Denver and just it, like fits so perfectly. And he's really when we talk about you say you think they're the best team. I, I pretty much agree with you. Um, but it's because, look, you're going to get Aaron Gordon covering LeBron James. Yeah. Gordon gets respect from the refs, not as much yeah. as LeBron gets, but he's not going to get pushed around. No, no. And I mean, you're going to throw Jokic on Anthony Davis, and I mean, Davis can do some things, but I mean, Jokic can stand there and get in the way. Yeah. And it's so you kind of instead of it being a loss, like I think that matchup might be a win for Denver, and then at that point, you're just talking about the rest of the crew. It's it's Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell Pope. I mean, Pope knows the, the Lakers extraordinarily well, has played well in the playoffs in the past. I mean, there's just not holes there in, in yeah. Denver. Uh, my only question with them is Jamal Murray, actually. Is, is he going to get, you know, a little off balance? Yeah, I don't know that the Lakers, I mean, again, like. Like he's going at Steph's Landry Shamit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he's going at Landry Shamit like he killed his mom or something. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again, I, you know, I think that there's, I think he'll be able to get what he wants. I mean, I mean, Steph is getting what he wants against the league. He just didn't hit like a couple of games, and and there's no one else doing anything. But Steph is getting what he wants, which so means Murray will get what he wants. I think Murray will too against the Lakers. I, do, I mean, you'd lie. There's not a lot of great defend. You know, you. Know, 
Schroeder's always playing for a steal. Uh, D'Angelo's not that great. Vanderbilt's okay. I mean, he plays hard and he's long, so he can cause some problems at times, but he could still be figured out, you know? I know we got to run here, so I won't keep going with this, but uh, the, the, the games three and four when they were losing against Phoenix, I thought Jamal Murray did some kind of crazy bad stuff. <laughs> like There was like one play where the game was still in contention kind of at the end, and he was just like yelling at himself, I think, in the corner of the, the court, and then like um, Phoenix came down and just blew right by him. <laughs> and it was like, huh. I mean, I know the game was pretty much over, but eh, not a great look. For your uh, second best player on the team to just check out a player too early, and uh, but anyway, um, I mean that side of the bracket's going to be really fun. Whether it's Golden State or Los Angeles, I think that's going to be a great series. And then we'll see. You know, can Jimmy Butler, presuming they advance, can can Jimmy Butler beat one of these sort of mentally weak teams? Man. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta think they have a little bit more than a puncher's chance, you know. More like, than a punch, yeah. More, I more I'm, than a puncher's chance. I loaded up on the heat, so like I'm gonna have lots of options if they advance to hedge on Philly and hedge on um, Boston, depending on who comes out of there. And actually, I, Boston, I'm already plenty invested in, and I invested in Milwaukee. Ah, uh, Milwaukee, you killed me. Yeah, minus. That was, yeah, I mean. That was, I, uh, that was just a, an amazing, spectacular collapse that maybe we'll yeah. get to at some other point in time. Yeah, the curious case of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, yeah, and you know, maybe Monty Williams ends up there. Is is kind of the tea leaves I'm I'm sort of reading. Yeah, we'll we'll see, but I, I think that this particular. I mean, I know they already got rid of Bud, but I don't know that Middleton and because he's a free agent, right? Or I don't know his contract says on the top of my head, but he's got a lot of questions to answer this offseason. Yeah, because that knee never really got right. He ain't a spring chicken anyway. It, it took a long time to get to where he got, and it wasn't that good. Yeah, exactly. So um, you got to figure the window is still now as long as you have Giannis. So they're going to have to make some tough decisions. But um, They might have to make yeah. a splashy move. <laughs> the old splashy, the old yeah, splashy splash. move. You need it. You need it. They need another star that has a lot to prove. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they need, need a, a distressed need asset, a, and that's always fun. Yeah, they need it. They need like you know a desperate star that's gonna like <laughs> that's gonna be like you know what? Maybe the way I haven't been doing it isn't that hey, great. You Let know, go, Chris Paul's available. <laughs> Not that desperate. <laughs> Not that desperate. <laughs> oh, some of the cutaways to him in the game yesterday were really sad. Dude, man, poor dude. I, I do feel. I, yeah. yeah, you do feel for him. I mean, he he I cares. Feel for him, right? You know, he cares. I, I, but he just cannot. He can't have that kind of a contract and be on a winning team. I mean, he just he, the only way you're gonna get that guy through season if he's playing like 15 minutes a game. And frankly, if you're Chris Paul, like go freaking play for the veterans minimum or whatever the minimum yeah. the guy with 38 years of experience can have. You know, like right. just. Yeah. I mean, you've, uh, you're on every crisp, every State Farm ad ever known a man. Yeah, you, you, and, you and Jake probably own like all of Tahiti. Seriously, like, yeah, yeah, you got to do something about that because, yeah, guys, him and the state between use him and Uncle Cliff and all. I mean, he's got like you know a million different iterations of State. Of state like Farm. that's probably the most impressive part of his career, which is very impressive career, by the way. How did he parlay? Like he's like the next Shaq. 
He hasn't won anything. Shaq, who's... He's, he's gonna be like... He's gonna be this dude that's on commercials all the time, and like, there's gonna be a generation of people that are like that only he's gonna be like you know like how ice tea people just think of him as the guy on law and order <laughs> chris chris paul's gonna be like that they're gonna be like that guy played basketball <laughs> i thought he was just the, i thought he had a he twin owned, that sold me insurance but he owned state farm <laughs> yeah and he I, I with shaq i'm just waiting for him to be like advertising like 7-eleven hot dogs or something oh, dude, he'll sell anything dude <laughs> The best pitch man got, in the history. If you got a check, you got Shaq. You can like, care less. Can, can we get Shaq advertising for Sports Ethos? For what? Sports Ethos. We'll, we'll, we'll just, <laughs> 20 grand. Got 20 grand for you, Shaq. All you have to do is say, I've never heard of Sports Ethos. <laughs> <laughs> now eat this gas station hot dog. All right, uh, let's get out. You gotta right, go. I gotta go. Uh, and the people gotta hear this before the games are over. Uh, find us online at I don't know twitter.com or something. Elonmusk.org/slash. <laughs> God help us all. Uh, Facebook, um, not much better. Those two should go get on an island together. And I don't know. Hey, you see Zuckerberg? What is jujitsu thing? <laughs> oh, what did he do? Did you see, no. did you see those highlights? Is he doing like, jujitsu? Yeah, they're like, Marcus Zuckerberg won a jiu-jitsu tournament or whatever. And so I looked at the highlights. The guy he was going against looked like a bigger nerd than him. I'm like, of course he What was this like the... Like, what was this, the chess club uh, national jiu-jitsu contest or something? It was so funny. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Welcome this to Facebook. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, everybody. Anyway. <laughs> uh, enjoy the games. We'll try to do another one quick if we can. Um, and another one's in the book. Peace. Peace. <laughs> oh, no, I gotta run.